0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Christian Contrast Podcast, where we talk about how following Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. I'm Dan, I'm here with Garrett. Hey. And we are gonna look to have a discussion about vaccines. All right. Um, so obviously the, the COVID vaccine is something that we're all talking about. Many people that both you and I know, I'm sure have already at least got the first shot. Um, uh, I'll just share for me, the idea of decision time for the vaccine feels like it has come upon us faster than I anticipated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so for that reason, what we wanted to do in this episode is just talk through what are the different factors that we as Christians would want to take into account in making a decision like this. Um, I want to start by, at least for me, and when we were chatting before, I think we both agree on this, letting the cat out of the bag, to say I think when we're talking about, the COVID vaccine, we're talking about something that in the terminology of the Bible would be a disputable matter. Right. Something that there's not a clear standard biblical, every Christian would need to get it, or a clear standard biblical, no Christian should get it. Um, And in Romans 14, which I think is a great chapter for this entire COVID time, uh, the Apostle Paul writes, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. And then he goes on throughout the chapter to talk about different things that some Christians might feel like I shouldn't do this, even though it's not forbidden me Mm -hmm. and other Christians feeling like, no, it is okay for me to do this. And the idea that we don't condemn or despise each other. So I want to couch it all with that to say, we're not going to come to the end of this and say, therefore, here's exactly what you should do. But what I do hope we can do is take up specific questions that are good for us, those of us who are Christians, to ask when we're making this decision and decisions like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe before we get into some thoughts that I have, just what has been the process been like for you as you've thought about how the vaccine might impact you and your family and decisions you might make about it?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's been, we've been kind of a little bit on a journey you know, when when uh, if you include just what's happened with covid and the rumors or the indications that a vaccine is coming. And I think we've um, like you said, we've had to think about it a lot more recently. But I remember at the beginning being a little bit skeptical on um, just how effective they might be, how quickly they could come. Because you had people saying, like, if this comes in, within a year, it'll be the fastest a vaccine has ever come together, you know, and then you hear things that, you know, a majority of the time has to do with funding and government just funded it. So maybe it's just as uh, safe, potentially. So we've kind of just, you know, researched it a little bit. We're not in any type of um, category of getting the vaccine anytime relatively soon. But I think that one of the things that for me and probably and for you, you as well, this has been a really unique time uh, in the world as a pandemic but even as a world of vaccine that like everyone needs to get this because the disease is here it's a viral disease that people are getting and, and dying and maybe something like you know in generations past people remember things like polio and different flu epidemics that they had maybe this um this really uh, societal need to do this and do this quickly because it'll immediately save some vulnerable people and i think that's different for me, then getting a vaccine that you get when your kids or the vaccines for my own children of considering um, whether or not they would get a disease, this impacts them. I think this one is significantly different, but, you know, for the most part, because we're talking about uh, getting this could not only protect you, but it could help uh, this disease from spreading and therefore, you know, in the most significant way in my memory, protect other people. And so that's kind of the thing that we're thinking about and filtering
0: uh, our decisions through yeah and and i agree just just with what you were saying i think one of the reasons this hits us harder it's not the first time we as christians have had to deal with the concept of vaccines um months ago karina and i were my wife karina and i were talking about this and i said something just sort of offhand like well i mean the government can't make people get this right and she just sort of pointed out like there's already a lot of vaccines that you have to get in order, to, like to live in a dorm, in order to travel, and it sort of hit me. I, I was treating this like it was something brand new, right. which it's not. But like you're saying, it is new in the sense of, um, first of all, the speed with which, with which, um, the vaccine has come, which, right. for some of us, makes us a bit more hesitant. And also, like you're saying, the the speed at which there's the some sort of pressure for people to get it does right. seem new. And I think at a base level, what I want to do is I want to talk about sort of the base level of decision making and then start introducing the complicating factors. OK, because at a base level, you'd say, all right, well, how you'd make a decision like this is you would weigh the various risks. You would say there's a risk to getting COVID and there's a risk to getting the vaccine. Um, we know some about the risk of covid and so for for me as a 42 year old guy who who by god's mercy is in generally good health i might say all right that statistically the risk of covid is not high to me but there's also the factor that covid hasn't been around that long and we're still kind of running blind to long-term effects right. of covid in a similar way so far so good in general about the vaccine you know the, So far as it's been rolled out, it seems like it's very positive, very few side effects or very few people experiencing any kind of problems from it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could say the same thing where we're flying blind as far as the long term. So in an isolated instance, you might say, do I want to take the risks associated with the idea that I could get COVID? Or do I want to take the risks that are associated with getting the vaccine? And that's certainly something that different Christians would come down on different sides of partly by the demographic things that I mentioned. right? Um, you know, my, my parents are in a much more vulnerable part of the population. So for them, the risk of getting COVID probably seems higher than the risk of getting the vaccine. Whereas for me, in isolation, I might say, I'll take my chances with COVID versus my chances with the vaccine. Right.
1: And that's pretty interesting. The thing that you bring up about that is it kind of becomes a little bit more personal because a lot of the studies have, have said that uh, any type of... Uh, reducing transmission this vaccine doesn't necessarily they haven't necessarily studied that so it isn't necessarily as black and white as as a christian i'm going to get it to protect others because you could get the vaccine and potentially still transmit it to someone who's yet unvaccinated and so um that's right where i want to go i want to go well as a christian i want to protect others Mm -hmm. so i'm going to go ahead and as a society get the vaccine now I'm not an expert in virology, uh, but there, you know, herd immunity comes faster when more people um, do have the vaccine. Therefore, that the mutations, you know, kind of get eliminated. But um, I mean, we really do need to consider us as individuals and how might it affect us, and maybe our ministry, our mission, or whatever it is that God's called us to do. Does the vaccine allow you to be more used by God, right? Because yeah. I mean, immediately, maybe think of like the mission trips, right? Mm-hmm. Even having strong opinions about vaccines. And then you're like, wait, but if I want to go do work or God calls me to just to pick up and go to another country that requires that I get vaccinated before I come into that country, then maybe that changes the way I think about the reasons I need to be protected. God still has use for me. God needs me yeah. to go do this.
0: And I've got to be healthy to do that. Yeah. And, and so right there, just in that short, short little thing that you said, you introduced two really important complicating factors. Okay. Number one is how do my decisions about my health and my taking or not taking the vaccine affect other people? And then number two, um, what avenues are going to be open to me if I do take the vaccine and closed off to me if I don't take the vaccine? Mm -hmm. Um, and so starting with the first, which you alluded to, um, what you summed up as best I can tell from the limited research I I've done is accurate just in saying, if somebody says, you need to go get the vaccine so that you won't transmit it to someone else, that's incorrect, as far as we can tell right now. At this point, right. Um, At this point, we don't have any information that would tell us that if I get the vaccine, I'm not gonna transmit it to someone else because I could still get COVID. The vaccine doesn't keep me from getting COVID. It fights the symptoms of COVID. So I could have COVID transmitted to somebody else. And so it's, it's not just as simple as that. Um, But as you were saying, from the overall public health standpoint, if the goal from a a public health standpoint is we want the disease, we want the virus to die off, then presumably the more people that get the vaccine, the the less transmission is going to go on in general and it dies off. So it's not as simple as just saying by getting the vaccine, you are making it so that you can't pass it to someone else. But it's also not just so simple as saying me getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine has no implications. Mm -hmm. It certainly Mm -hmm. does, as far as we can tell, it does have implications. And so part of the factor should be us as Christians looking at it and saying, what is going to be the impact on society because we're called to love our neighbor. And also just even thinking of what are gonna be the impacts on the part of society that knows about my decision. because that's going to affect relationships. Mm-hmm. And if there's a general sentiment, this is something that we've dealt with as a church and tried to figure out how we weigh this as a part of what we've done during COVID is to say if there's a general impression in our specific community about how best we take care of one another, and we as a church are bucking that, we shouldn't take that lightly. Mm. Mm -hmm. god may call us to do that and god may call a person to say i i'm not going to take the the vaccine for various different reasons but we shouldn't just brush off the idea that this could allow people in our lives or in our community to look at us and say why aren't you doing your part to help care for others Um, that's a factor worth considering and can you connect that dot is that
1: that's that's gospel related right to leave that relationships open that we as christians love our neighbor the way Jesus did.
0: Yeah, when I think, first of all, just at a level of saying, um, from this argument, if I get the vaccine and nobody else knows about it, nobody else knows about my decision, I still could say I'm doing something in order to try to love my neighbor by helping keep my neighbor safe from a virus that um, maybe no no big deal, but obviously to a lot of people is a big deal and, and could be something that could put them on the road to death. And so even if nobody else knows about it, but then also more broadly to say, How does this impact our witness if somebody is looking at us and saying um, we're getting the vaccine for ourselves and also to help with public health, but you're dragging your feet on it? Hmm. Again, it's not a slam dunk then to say, of course you have to get it, but it's something that we as Christians should look at. You know, maybe there's a loose relation to 1 Corinthians 9 where Paul talks about becoming all things to all men, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which Paul was not afraid to offend with the gospel. He wasn't afraid to be countercultural. But what he seems to be saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 is, I want the cross of Jesus to be the offense, and I want to remove anything else right. that would be an unnecessary offense or unnecessary distraction. So he's basically saying, hey, when I'm around the Jews, I'm going to eat kosher. And when I'm around somebody else and they offer me some pork, I'm not going to make a big stink about it. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we as Christians can look at that to say, all right, if I'm in one situation and, you know, um, it's going to be really important for me to abstain from alcohol, hey, I'm happy to do that. If I'm in another situation and may- maybe in another culture and they offer me wine, I'm not going to make a big stink about it. I'm I'm going to try to remove distractions. Right. So I think, broadly speaking, this could fit into that category of saying um, we, we want to err on the side of saying, I don't want something to be an unnecessary distraction of bringing people face-to-face with Jesus and having that be where either salvation happens or the stumbling block happens. Yeah, I think that's really a good point. I think that's not something that we often uh,
1: let infiltrate our filter of decision-making. Because I think of that, and I also think of, like, you know, the verses that talk about, you know, in the end, the most important is to love others. There's part of that is maybe at play. So you're like, should I? And you're, you're kind of, if all you do is kind of only think about maybe the effects on yourself, just with vaccines or anything else, mm-hmm. if maybe your personal finances, maybe you're trying to make a decision, Uh, you know, something with your family, but then biblically, I think as Christians, we're called to consider kind of the things that you talked about, uh, about assembling block to the gospel, but like, well, you also got to bring in the fact, like, one of these could be more loving, could simply mean that, like, and even if it means I don't like that decision, and it makes me sacrifice something I don't want to sacrifice, and whether it's safety, or financially, or comfort, there's still things that I have to consider as a Christian that has to come into play when I make these kinds of decisions Yeah,
0: and, and that it makes it more complicated than for us than saying, um, I have a right. And this is in general, it, again, in first Corinthians eight through 10, especially Paul talks a lot about rights and how rights are not what we stand on as Christians. He spends 1 Corinthians 9 basically making the strong case of how he has the right to be paid for his Christian service. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he has established a rock-solid case, I should be paid for what I do, he tells the Corinthians, I don't want anything from you guys Mm -hmm. because I don't want there to be any whisperings that I'm doing this for the money. Mm -hmm. So we don't stand on rights. Now here's where another maybe counterpoint complication in this, because you might say, all right, the way this is going, I should clearly just get the vaccine so that any stumbling block is removed and I care for my neighbor. The complicating factor in that would be to look at the ethics of vaccines and of these vaccines and to say, maybe a parallel case would would be this. Um, There would be people who would feel like our, our church's stance on abortion is a stumbling block to them because they say, if you really cared about women who are getting pregnant, um, you would be pro-choice. Right. And we say, no, the ethical stance surrounding abortion, we're sorry, we don't want abortion to become the stumbling block, but we're willing for it to become the stumbling block because we want to care for unborn babies. We want to stand for truth in that. So we could end up in a situation where because of the ethics surrounding the vaccine, we could say, we're sorry, we don't want the vaccine to become the stumbling block, but we feel like we have an ethical obligation. Um, and I, I did... I think you would watch it. I I got to do a a Zoom call that I posted on Facebook with my Mm father-in-law, Randy Alcorn, who um, has delved much more into the ethics surrounding vaccines. I'll try to sum it up very briefly. Um, One of the big issues that surrounds vaccines and the ethics surrounding them, for us as Christians, does surround, is there fetal tissue or fetal cells being used in the production of these vaccines? And what typically seems to be happening when there is, is not that... An abortion is being performed specifically for that purpose, but there's one uh, baby that was aborted back in 1972 that cells have been replicated, and I apologize, I'm not speaking great medical jargon, but the the, the cells have been reproduced to the point that they're still being used in different ways, and some people would say, hey, if, if any fetal cells from an aborted baby are being used, we as Christians should be out. Um, now, both the Pfizer and the Moderna, which are the two vaccines that are that are really being um, uh, used right now, um, neither of them did use fetal cells or fetal tissue in, in the production of them. Um, there are some other vaccines that are on their way that did. Um, hmm. Like, I, I don't know all of them. I know the Johnson & Johnson one did. And so for some Christians, they'd say we have an ethical obligation to sit out that. Um, I don't know that that's true. I think that's complicated because— mm-hmm. Are we participating in evil when an evil act already happened that we can't do anything about and then maybe the counterpoint would be if we don't stand up and say we won't accept this there's going to be a greater market for harvested baby parts and abort so Mm -hmm. it's complicated but i bring this up just to say when there are people that have ethical um you know maybe maybe a shout out to some validity for the anti-vaxxers to say I don't think people that have ethical concerns about vaccines are crazy like there are legitimate questions to be raised and concerns to be raised and even though as far as the information that i i've seen from multiple sources the pfizer and the moderna vaccine would seem to be above board as far as that um it is something that we should be considering in general about the ethics of how we're getting this different medicine that we could thank god for but then also say at what cost
1: yeah that makes me you know it makes me think of Really, the position that you began the beginning of the talk on was like, um, what do we think of other people's decision about this and how are we treating them? And I think, you know, when you you mentioned anti vaxxers, you know, this thing can become very divisive. And the way that we've, as a society, have communicated a lot of things uh, in the past decade has just been a lot of um, judgment and a lot of internet shouting and not a lot of thoughtful dialogue and even the way you talked about the ethical implications of vaccines to me expresses that it's okay to consider these things and these positions that people have tightly held and they don't seem to be considering even the middle ground or someone else's position it's okay to wrestle with these things as christians and think you know where do i land on it because even the vaccine thing has has come up as we have young children Mm -hmm. and there's been situations where we've gone against what the doctors are recommending, uh, or we're going against some of our friends that we know who don't get any vaccines. And we find ourselves having to defend uh, the process of decision-making that we went through, and which was essentially just considering each one, kind of we talked about considering each one, what implications they might have for our family. Is this the type of vaccine that helps to eliminate um, a, disease, a disease from spreading and hurting other people? Or is, it, is this just one that may affect our child but the disease they may good is not that significant. It's just one they can get later as an adult, but they're just trying to shove in one more vaccine when they're two years old for convenience because someone happens to make a triple shot vaccine, you know, and is this too many chemicals to put in my child all at one time? And those are decisions that we've had to, made to make, but it seems like it's maybe easier to form one of the more extreme ones and kind of stick with that one and not spend some of this time doing this thoughtful consideration.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And just as you put in, just a, as a quick note, I do think that um, maybe it's not one of the hugest complicating factors, but one of the factors should be just, is it wise for us to be putting all these different things in our body? I, I think with medicine in general, we we should look at that and just say, maybe our instinct shouldn't be automatically medicate. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that our kids are over-medicated. You know, I anyway, I have opinions about this. Yeah. But um, but just to say, I think that is a factor. And I think the maybe the bigger factor and part of why, at least I wanted us to do this discussion, is to look to demonstrate that, to say, there are ways for us to be thoughtful as Christians and still to come to different conclusions on an issue like this. Um, and as you said, we, we are used to the, the, the harder line that we take. And I think part of it, and maybe on something like vaccines, especially for kids, like you were alluding to, um, a lot of our identity can be caught up in justifying that we did it the right way. Mm. So I, I don't know for sure, but I would say maybe some of the people that would give you flack over decisions that you've made with your girls as far as vaccines um, are motivated to give you flack because... Your choice threatens their choice. Right. Your choice makes them feel like it, it, if they're right, then I was wrong, mm. and I wasn't wrong, and I don't want to consider that I was wrong, and I don't want to deal with the implications if I was wrong. So I have to discredit this. And I think that that's not just with vaccines. That's like everything. You know, if you get a bunch of people and they're all talking about a movie, and you know, we we all took our kids to see this movie, and somebody else says, oh, we we don't like, we we don't let our kids see that movie nine times out of 10, you suddenly have this justifying thing going on, an argument going on right. instead of somebody just saying, oh, okay, you don't let your kids see that movie. We do let our kids see that movie. Maybe we'll have a thoughtful discussion. We, we really feel this deep sense of, I need to justify my decisions. Right. And I think that that's, that's why we want to say there are issues like this that we can talk about. And what we're not saying in this episode, we're obviously we're spending an extended amount of time talking about it. We're not saying shrug your shoulders, who cares? We're saying, yeah, we should think deeply about this, and our deep thoughts should lead us to strong, well-thought-out conclusions where we're able to see where the other side is coming from. And also, I I think that God has different callings for different Christians, and I think that there are some people who are are sounding the alarm about vaccines, and they're doing what God wants them to do. Hmm. They're sounding the alarm about something that many of us wouldn't give a second thought to but because they've sounded the alarm, we're able to see, no, that they're right in the sense that there are ethical implications that we should be taken into effect. And there are people who are sounding the alarm for public health and saying, your vaccine decision doesn't just affect you. And that's right that that alarm would be sounded also. Right. And so I think that there are going to be different callings for different Christians about how vocal we are about this and about which flag we're waving for consideration in all of this.
1: That brings up a really good point, Dan, that that uh, it's it, which is surprising to me in such a pluralistic postmodern society that we sometimes struggle with both things being true. Right now, we're, we're teaching this to my daughters who are four and eight. Like, two things can be true at the same time. Like, you can be unhappy that we're making you eat this dinner that you don't want to eat, but we can also think that that's the most important thing for you, and you have to do it. You don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah, both the things those can be true, e- even from a Christian perspective. God can be calling those people to both be making those statements and be waving those flags. That doesn't, uh, there doesn't only have to be only one possible way for these things that we can disagree on. Yeah. That, that aren't, and, and what, what yeah. I will
0: say as a caveat on that is what I don't believe God is calling people to do is for one group of people to say it's wrong for Christians to get any vaccines. Right. And I don't think that there's another group of people that God is saying um, every Christian has to get the vaccine. But I do think that there are people that God is calling to to say, "Hey, this should be a factor. Don't miss this." Yeah that's um, good. And I, and I suspect you know you, you brought this up you know earlier, and, and this is one of the ways I wanted to go, because I' thought this through with me, you know I like, and I'll, I'll kind of you know I'll, I'll walk through my own process. For me, as an individual in isolation, my attitude is sort of like, I would take my chances with COVID. That's fine. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to get the vaccine if it's just me. For the public health standpoint, I'm like, all right, that, that is, I guess, to varying levels convincing to me, although even maybe maybe one part of myself is saying, well, if everybody else is getting it, how much do I factor in? So, so I give some sense to that. I work through the ethics of it, and I personally feel totally okay in my conscience with either the, the Pfizer or the Moderna. What I suspect will end up leading me to get the vaccine, which I suspect at some point I will end up getting, is... um that I suspect that there will be opportunities that are close to me if I don't, Hmm. and it's just not worth it to me to hold out. Right. So as as you were mentioning, I mean, you know, international travel and being involved in that. Um, if you've traveled internationally, chances are, there was at least one trip that you took that you had to get something. You had to get a vaccine before you go. So this is not a brand new thing that's being introduced. And for me, if there were ministry opportunities open to me, but the only way I was gonna be able to do them were through getting the vaccine, at least at this point, I wouldn't have a compelling enough reason not to get the vaccine, to give that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then in more general, just in thinking, we don't know, I suspect in the United States, life is going to be made more difficult for those who are holdouts. Um, You know, I I don't know what's gonna happen in the fall, but there's a chance that kids won't be able to return to in-person school without the vaccine there's a chance that, you know, certainly with flights, there's a chance with certain places that you would stay. We'll see. I I personally don't think there should be deep draconian measures on all that, but I don't have a lot of control over what happens. So I suspect that I'll be at a point of saying there's something that I'm just, I don't really care. I I don't care that much one way or another. Maybe if in isolation, I would opt not to, but I don't feel that strongly. And here are all the things that I'm going to miss out on if I hold out on this. For me, I'd say it just probably isn't worth it. So unless something changes to demonstrate to me a lack of ethics surrounding it, or unless side effects start to become evident before I get it, because it's probably gonna be a while, I'm not in the category where they're rushing me to get it. Right. Um, I think that will most likely be my deciding factor on walking through this whole thing. And, and as yeah. you mentioned, we wanna put ourselves, in some ways it's it's similar to with health in general. you know eating well and exercising, it's its a value. It's not of ultimate value. But one of the reasons why we as Christians should consider doing that is because we don't want to close ourselves off to ministry opportunities because we're not taking care of our bodies, right? And with the vaccine, you might say, are you really willing to miss out on whatever it is that you're not going to be able to do because you're holding out here? It seems like there would need to be a really compelling reason, at least in my mind, to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it makes me think of, you know, the— you know, all the harvest that needs to be done, all the work that needs to be done that we're called to. And if there's, if getting the vaccine allows us to do that or not getting it's a huge barrier to being used by God to do gospel-related work, I think that's something that we need to consider. And that gospel-related work is most likely working with other people, connecting with people, being able to love
0: people well. And to, to do that, you might have to, you're going
1: to have to be around them.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I mean, even in us talking through it, you know, I, I think we've covered all the complicating factors that I wanted to talk about. I'm, I'm sure that there's more. And, and if you're listening to this and you want to say, why didn't you guys talk about this or you made a mistake here? Um, please do say so. We're, we're, we're obviously not doctors. We're looking to do our best walking through this situation. But one thing that we are going to look to hold the line on strongly as a church is to say we are going to be a church family in which we don't condemn those who don't get the Mm -hmm. vaccine and we don't despise those who do get the vaccine that we recognize this is a disputable matter we're going to show love we're going to show patience we're going to have good conversations we're going to be thoughtful about this people probably will try to influence each other on that that's fine as long as it's not despising or condemning and we're going to look to foster thoughtful ways that we approach this and other subjects as Christians who are looking to follow Jesus and are saying our lives are not our own, we're not just looking to make gut decisions. We're looking to follow Jesus and how He'd lead us towards something that feels new and different, and and like you talked about before, kind of new territory with how quickly all of this has happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is all new territory. And when, when you started mentioning things that we won't be able to do, I can't ever imagine having to prove that I got a vaccine just to just to go do. Day-to-day things just to go to Disneyland or a sporting event. We'll see.
0: I I may be the pessimist on that, and I'd like to be pleasantly surprised. But even now, before all of this, there are certain vaccines that kids would need to get. I I say kids before going to college. Now they're kids to me because I'm in my 40s. Um, So it's not brand new that there's some level of that. I'd like to believe there's not going to be a ton more. I'd like to believe I'm not going to have to show some ID card before going into a Dodger game. I just don't know where public sentiment is going to go on that and... Yeah, I'd like to be pleasantly surprised, but I guess I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's something that we can be be
0: ready for. Yeah. So, well, the, there's obviously lots more that we could talk about, but I think it is helpful for us to talk about something like this. Um, some people listening to this, no doubt have already got the vaccine. Some are at the point where they're going to have to make decisions. And for some of us, it's still a little ways off, but we'll be at that point. So I just encourage everybody listening, you know, feel free to leave f- feedback, questions. I'd say be in thought, be in prayer about this um there's good reasons for and against and we as christians should be thoughtful about this so please do um leave comments and questions we'd love to engage on this we as a church family want to talk this through in a helpful way um we we love getting feedback on this and other episodes that we do of the christian contrast so thanks so much for taking the time to watch or to listen and we'll look forward to seeing you next episode